Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, I had a random thought this week. Let's talk cookbooks for a little bit. All these famous chefs, they're already putting out these cookbooks. Thomas Keller, Christina Tozzi of Milk Bar, Bobby Flay, even though I'm not a fan of Bobby Flay, but I'm just wondering. (laughs) Agree to disagree, Monica. (laughs) I'm just wondering, because obviously they're trying to sell books, so they have their famous recipes. Gordon Ramsay has his beef wellington. Christina Tozzi has his crack pie. And I'm just wondering, when they put it out, is it their exact recipe? Or are they just being like, yeah, these guys will never make it as good as me. So I'm okay just releasing out the recipe and for them to try to replicate it. Now, I remember you telling me in past shows, it's all about execution. So I'm aware that if I try to make beef wellington, it'll never be as good as the beef wellington I order from Hell's Kitchen. I'm just wondering, what do you think? Are they getting away with just leaving out one certain small ingredient so it doesn't taste the same? So you have to go back to the restaurant to taste it? Or what do you think? Well, it starts in the beginning. So you want people to believe, to believe that they can do this, right? So so you spend mm-hmm. an awful lot of time trying to convince people that that's possible. And, you know, it'd be hard for me to imagine that they didn't exclude an ingredient or two. But again, that can be chalked up to user error, right? It's not the recipe's fault. It's not the chef's fault. You actually just need to work harder, buy better ingredients, and do a better job executing the recipe. So I think it's a great moneymaker. So you don't think they're sociopaths? <laughs> oh, did I accidentally write one tablespoon of salt? I meant one teaspoon of salt. That's what. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't mean to opt out paprika in that recipe. No, because they, they got to have people test it before it, it goes to print. And so there's always test kitchen with like regular people trying out the recipes. So um, I, I Fair would enough. hope. Yeah. And another thing about recipes, guys, when I'm looking through online recipes, can we make it a little bit more succinct? I don't need to know the history of the flower that you bought, how you grew up buying that certain flower and it took you a hundred miles drive out to the next town over to buy that flower again to recreate this recipe. <laughs> just say all purpose flower people or just have a button where we can just click to the recipe and just start making it. <laughs> it's funny because I like those stories when I watch like it on TV, but when I'm reading recipes, I'm just like you, just the facts, please. Just the facts. I don't need the filler. And I, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it because I, I do it too in my captions as well. Because I like to do a little storytelling in my captions when I do my Instagram account. Mine's barely a half paragraph or maybe a paragraph because I'm very wordy. Not four pages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nelson. Got it. Okay, perfect. Let's Got let's it. move on. <laughs> Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. It's episode 94. Hey, Monica, how's it going? Going good. How's your Pride weekend going? Oh, I'm doing well. I got my Pride flag as I'm waving it around. We got a lot of bunch of stuff to talk about. We have a fun interview, if I may so say myself, because I conducted it. (laughs) Of course, we have our What Are We Eating section. I picked up the slack, Monica. We got on Monica's back last week. She carried us. The whole show and everything, 26.2 miles for the full marathon. So I felt (laughs) a little inept. (laughs) that i didn't get i didn't eat as much as i should have so (laughs) i made up for it this week let's get into it finally that's the in it to win it attitude i'm looking for nelson (laughs) 
Take one for the team. So speaking of Pride, Monica, in case anyone didn't know, this whole week and weekend was Seattle Pride. If you missed out on that, don't worry. You still have a couple more days because it's National Pride Month for the whole month of June. Mightyo Donuts was celebrating Pride. They had a special rainbow Pride donut and they were giving out Pride flags with the purchase of a half dozen or more donuts this week. Monica, I went there to the Capitol Hill just a little bit before CHOP. (laughs) Got myself a half dozen of the pride donuts, the rainbow donuts. I think I was the one out of all the other ones that stopped by Mighty O's. I think friends of the podcast, TDT stopped by as well as Annie Eats Food. They got maybe got one or two rainbow pride donuts. I got six of them. So mm-hmm. I win. I win everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, you win, Nelson. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Speaking of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a note. Let's put a pin on that because when I went there, I w- I had to pick out six more donuts, and I was really surprised. They have some new donuts that they ended up putting out. There's a coffee bomb, which was this month's special. It's a coffee donut, mm-hmm. as well as apple fritters. I didn't see apple fritters before, as in maple bars, so I had to get those. And then they have glazed donuts, Monica. You know how much I love in donuts. They're the best, you guys. Mm-hmm. If I you know. give me a half dozen donuts or a date with a Victoria's Secret model. It's going to be hard. I might choose those donuts, Monica, if it's going to be old-fashioned donuts. It's, it's donuts, really hand down. It's donuts, hands down, hands down. <laughs> Victoria's Secret is yeah. going down the drain. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You see all the stores getting closed? It is. It is mm-hmm. going down the drain. Yeah. You know what's always there? Donuts. Donuts. Donuts understand. <laughs> donuts don't ask questions. That's right. <laughs> now, moving along, because we got so much to talk about. Monica, I'm looking at the news cycle. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Black Lives Matter as well as social injustice. We want to continue in telling people the news cycle is kind of past. I'm not seeing those topics as much anymore because COVID has kind of taken over again. We have to continue telling people, keep educating and keep talking and keep putting that those topics in the forefront. And that being said, we still continue supporting Black-owned businesses. And I think you had a couple that you were supporting too, right, Monica? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Monica. And we're trying to support them, supporting them as much as we can and trying to amplify black owned businesses as much as we can. So for me, I was able to visit two places. Friend of the podcast, Feed the Pudge, loves this place. I feel really awful. I thought about this. Maybe I didn't want to talk about it because I don't want this place to blow up. It's a really hidden gem. I don't want Feed the Pudge to get mad at me, but he loves their fried chicken and JoJo's. I'm talking about King's Deli. I grabbed two drumsticks, Monica, two wings, four JoJo's for the price of $8.50. Now, I was wearing a mask, so I thought when I told the lady what I wanted, maybe she didn't catch my order of the two extra drumsticks I wanted. Or when she told me it was $8.50, maybe she miscalculated. I wasn't sure because I thought that was really cheap, don't you think? Yeah, you know what I think it is, Nelson? I think she was like ringing it up and going, oh, that's Nelson Eats. (laughs) <laughs> oh God, no, no, it's not. Oh, that's him. That's him. I know it's him. <laughs> no. uh, gosh, I'm so red right now. This is so awkward. This is so awkward. But yeah, you guys got to check out King's Deli. It's across from Fast Chicken and Waffles. Great place. I, just you guys. Don't tell anybody else because I don't want this to be mm-hmm. this huge place. And all of a sudden, when the next time I go, the line's a block long. I don't yeah. want that to happen. So just between you and us, guys, mm-hmm. just a Seattle Foodie Podcast exclusive. Yes. <laughs> secret. Secrets. 
Another Black-owned business I went to, Steph for another friend of the podcast, visited To-Go Coffee or Togo Coffee. I apologize. I don't know what the proper enunciation is, but she visited a couple weeks ago. I needed some more coffee beans for my new Uno Casa pour-over coffee maker, Monica. I'm so excited. I didn't know what pour-over meant until a couple years ago when my friend started making pour-over coffee for me. I thought it was just, coffee was always made from some machine that you put this paper filter on there and there you go, it pops out this coffee. But no, pour-over is amazing. It was just like the time when I was maybe 17, I went to my first pho place and I ordered a Vietnamese coffee because my other friends ordered a Vietnamese coffee and I had no idea what this contraption was. Yeah, that's what a pour-over is for me, guys. <laughs> well, strangely, it's exactly what it sounds like. It pours over. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll love to hear more about your experience with your new pour-over coffee maker and uh, how, how it makes a difference in the taste. You guys need to check out Togo Coffee. Owner Brian Wells, I had a chance to talk to him for five minutes just talking about coffee and he told me how to make it and I told him I've never used pour over before. Really knowledgeable and really great. I was trying to pick out a bag of coffee beans and he helped me pick one out. I like a really, really dark roast for those that don't know. If you need something for your contemporary coffee needs, check this place out on Yesler. And then Monica, Sugar Spoon Dough, mm -hmm. our favorite place. Them, we love them. They were in Issaquah, so <laughs> I had to stop by. Even though they were on the other side of the city, I waited in line with the rest of the kids. <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. It was like it was the ice cream truck, like when we were kids and then we were running yep. out. And then, but you're like the one like grown up guy with no kids standing there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The other, the other parents are like, which kid is yours? Right. Like, not, not mine. None of them. <laughs> hey, I just want the dough, man. I just want the dough. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. I got the cookie monster and the birthday cake. I don't remember recalling getting the birthday cake before. I've always got the party animal. I've had the cookie monster in the past, but I love it. And again, I can't say no to sprinkles. So, I <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Of course. Got in a waffle cone. I love that they're making it out as far as Maple Valley, which, by the way, is where I used to live back in the day, Monica, if you didn't know that. You think Issaquah is deep. <laughs> Maple Valley? Got... Is that in Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> Maple Valley is so far, you got to get onto the Titanic because it'll take you across transatlantic to get into Maple Valley. That's oh how far gosh. Maple Valley is. Oh my gosh. No, but I'm, I'm so glad that they're making it out there. Friends of the podcast, Nutty Squirrel has a place out there in Maple Valley too. So Ooh, no, today's their last no? day. They're actually closing that oh, one. Oh no, they are. Yes. Okay. Just breaking news guys. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nutty Squirrel. I didn't Maple know Valley's that. Closed, yeah. Today. But they did have a spot there. They did have a spot there. So there are things out there. Moving along, Pyramid Brewing, they just launched some new artwork for their bottles and cans. And they had a virtual happy hour on Zoom showcasing some of their new designs. Lots of beers were drunk, Monica. People were just, <laughs> I can hear it, just cracking open the bottles. And I love the Pyramid Hefeweizen. I've talked about that before, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But did you know their Outburst Imperial IPA has an 8.5% alcohol content? Totally. You might so, as well do shots, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking I need a quarter of it and that's it. Right. And I'm good for the day. Right. Holy smokes. <laughs> and then on the weekend, Monica, because I couldn't get enough 
donuts as it is. I had to get some more donuts on the weekend. I went out to Third Culture Coffee in Bellevue for the Milkview pop-up. If you're not familiar with Milkview, they have a donut shop out in Gig Harbor. But for the pop-up, they were selling seven different kinds of mochi donuts, including ube, blueberry lavender, mango, matcha, and several other flavors. You guys, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you go follow Milkview because they do deliveries around Seattle, even though they're out in Gig Harbor. And they also have plans for more pop-ups in the future in the Seattle area. It was fun. I got to see, I haven't seen friends in forever. I got to see several friends of the podcast, the pop-up, which included Emerald City Eater, Hangry for What was there, Hello Mischief, and TDT Eats. It was really popular. It was good to see everyone wearing masks, of course. And uh, yeah. About how many people did you see at the pop-up? Like, was there a lot of people there? Well, I got there around 1.30. The pop-up was about 1, so it was pretty busy. Like most pop-ups, you... Everybody always gets there at the beginning and then it starts to die down. Mm -hmm. Hung out there for maybe about an hour and by 2.30 there was things started to die down and there's a lot more social distancing inside and mm -hmm. it was a good thing everybody was wearing masks because it got a little crowded and I think it was still, what is it, the 50% occupancy right now that they, they can have indoors? Yeah, phase two is 50% so, occupancy uh, for seating Yeah, mm -hmm. and six foot dis six foot distancing all the time. I'm still thrown off by that, Monica, because mm -hmm. well, let's talk about that. Restaurants. I went to a couple of restaurants this week just to do takeout. And I'll, I'll mention them in a couple of minutes here. Mm -hmm. And there was usually about one table, maybe two tables that were occupied. So obviously they were practicing social distancing. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are ready to go out to restaurants right now. As mm -hmm. we've talked about before, we're not quite ready yet either. And I saw up on the sign as I was waiting for my food, occupancy, 95 yeah. And I'm like, on a busy night, mm -hmm. I don't think you can fit 100 people in that room. Mm -hmm. And so even 50 people is probably a full night mm -hmm. for for a restaurant in that I went to. So I'm it's I'm just so thrown off by that. Totally. The occupancy is determined by like the fire marshal in terms of like when they're getting yeah. permitted. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's weird. It's like square footage. It depends on what you got in there. And yeah, so fifty percent of that is fifty, and that's that's really mm -hmm. hard to imagine. Like some places are really uh, pushing the boundaries, and you know, I just I just wish that they would be a little more conservative. Like I know businesses need to get going again. I absolutely do, but um, it doesn't make me feel better. Like I'll tell you, there are tons of pop ups that I want to show up at this week. And I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to because there are too many people yeah. there. I cannot do it. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be so busy, but I wasn't thinking about it. As soon as I parked my car, mm -hmm. it's just line was out the door. And um, I personally got my box of donuts and I just headed outside for some refuge there. Just yeah. need to get just need to get away from the space. And of course, Monica, you know, we don't like people, so we had to get away people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dreams have come true. No, 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 people no, no. People can't touch me I'm or come joking. near me. It's my total dream. <laughs> so no, but the donuts look really good. And I was really jealous you got to see some of our friends. But as we'll talk about later, I got to see a couple friends as well. So you did, you did. And, uh, you know, I was already out, so I might as well make a trip out to Redmond. Monica, we both love some KFC, not the Kentucky kind, guys, even <laughs> though I do like Kentucky once in a while. But I'm talking about Korean fried chicken. Anytime we're talking about KFC on this show, it's Korean fried chicken. Bam Bam Lamb Chops checked out this new Korean restaurant in Redmond. It's called The Third Place. Mm -hmm. 
And Monica, you need to try this restaurant out. I got the half crispy fried chicken and the half Nyang Yum sweet and spicy chicken. I'm so sorry <laughs> for all you Korean listeners. Did, did you say Nyang Yum? Did you say Nyang Yum? Nyang Yum. The Ewoks. Nyang Yum. Nyang Yum. Oh my gosh. Nyang Yum. Sweet and spicy. It should be Nyang Yum spicy because this thing was <laughs> fire, Monica. Oh my gosh. It didn't take me until the end after I ordered that I looked at the menu and was like, spice level, one to five. And they probably just said five for the spice level because <laughs> it was so hot. I was like, it made me shed some like Jack from Titanic tears <laughs> hot. That's how hot it was. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, Nelson, you do not need to be a hero. I can just imagine you like sweating and like <laughs> like trying to get through it, going like, why are these so hot? <laughs> Monica, you know how much we like wings in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? There's yep. Chimac, there's we love mangosteen. This place, mangosteen's different mm-hmm. from the Korean fried chickens, mm-hmm. but this place is so exceptional. No hyperbole. It's really good. It was really crispy. I love that fried chicken. 14 pieces for $20.99. Really good deal. Mm-hmm. You guys got to check this place out. Check it out before it gets popular. <laughs> and then finally, of course, I'm in Redmond. Monica, the influencer here, she made me do this. She made <laughs> me do this, guys. I had to pick up a pizza from Spark Pizza. We love that place. Influencing one foodie at a time, Monica. You convinced <laughs> me to get the fun gal. Wild and cultivated mushrooms, garlic puree, telegio, mozzarella, and pecorino. Mm. Ah, such a good pizza. Yeah? Did you love it? I loved it. Oh I gosh. enjoyed it so much. I want to get. I, I want to go back and get another one. I know. You know me. I love meat, else. but that's so great. But, you know, I, I added Italian sausage to it, though. <laughs> So that's what I ate. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a good good job. Good job. Yeah. 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 I was I was definitely um not starving this week. <laughs> mm. Okay. I guess it's my turn. Um I actually yeah. haven't really been feeling well this week, so I haven't posted everything yet. But I closed out last Saturday. You remember it was Father's Day and I bought a Father's Day set from Bell's Pastries. Now, I wasn't sure that I was going to get some of the goodies to try for myself. But luckily, I did. And so if you all haven't tried Jasmine's Eclairs, I highly recommend buying them when they you know, when they're for sale. And uh, she occasionally has eclair classes as well. And so they're really delicious. And they're a really good size, not too big. They're very rich. Their uh, combinations are very just they're just incredible. And so I can't say enough about it. But I'm really glad that my husband shared with me. So I wasn't sure that was going to be the case before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nachos. Nelson, do you like nachos? I do like nachos. Yeah. I do like it. I, I normally order as an appetizer. I don't know. Mm. I've never ordered it as a meal. I think the only time I ordered it as a meal was like the Cadillac nachos from Cantina Lena from okay. Tom Douglas's yeah. restaurant Yeah, because they had supposed to be really, really popular. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I ever ordered it. But I, I'm always ordering nachos with friends and we're sharing yeah. like a plateful. It's a shareable, right? And in general, mm-hmm. I'm not impressed by nachos. And so you can't impress me mm-hmm. with nachos generally. And I do eat them when I'm drinking and or drunk, um, friends or no friends. But the one exception mm-hmm. I make is for Nacho Mama's food truck. And so I caught them at yeah. Chuck's Greenwood on Sunday after the show. And pro tip, I got to tell you guys, try these street corn nachos. Like it's really reminiscent of that traditional treat, but you know, they just, 
They make me want to eat nachos all the time. And that's saying a lot because I have a lot of food choices in my life. But like every time I'm there, I'm just like, God, I don't come into this truck enough. And every week they have a drink special, Nelson. You would love this. Last week it was honeydew, oh my gosh. honeydew agua fresca. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. New drink every week. And I love that about them. And they also have a different dessert every week. Like I, I do not dig any food truck or any restaurant that does not have a solid dessert or two. Like I get it. Like you might not be a pastry chef, but figure it out. Like contract with somebody, get something on your truck. You got to have dessert guys. And so last week they had a really fabulous brownie and my family and I, you know, we fought over, like we got two of them and we fought over them, but you know, all their desserts are good. Like they, they have really wide variation of it, but it's really good. So Nacho Mama's food truck, you guys. You've talked about their desserts before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about them again. So obviously it leaves an impression for you. And Monica, <laughs> I know you. There's not a lot of things that impress you, especially no. food. No. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm not a woman to be impressed by Jax. <laughs> I know you like movies, Nelson. So I'm trying to throw in more movie trivia, catchy sayings in my, in my repertoire. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So something kind of fun. So school's finally over. <laughs> and I, I'm saying like, quote unquote, I'm holding up air quotes. School is over. Yeah. And I don't take yeah. my son to very many tastings. But to celebrate summer, we went to Cold Plate Dessert. And so Nelson, you and I have been there before. And they have a variety of teas and rolled ice cream treats. What I hadn't tried there before was the puffle waffles. And so it's, it's basically a bubble waffle. And I like bubble waffles that are crisp on the outside and tender on the inside. And this is super important when you're pairing it with ice cream. So I had a chocolate puffle taco with rolled ice cream, strawberries, and chocolate syrup. And surprisingly, it held together the entire time. Like there was at no point that that bubble waffle just disintegrate. It held together. So I loved it. Nelson, this is for you. Lychee slushy. Mm -hmm. They had a lychee slush. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Perfect on a warm day. Chunks of lychee in there and crystal boba. And so it's just, they say it's a new item. And so they're trying their hand at slushies. And it was, it was nice, cool, and delicious. You know, one good thing that's come out of this whole COVID and pandemic is that they're selling bubble tea by the gallon that right. you can pick up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Have you seen that? That's bananas. <laughs> I don't know how that stores a couple days after, yeah. but yeah, that's a good engine. I could buy a gallon of this agua fresca as well as this right. lychee slush. I could right. buy a gallon of each and just store it in my house. That would be something I would like enjoy. Totally. What I've been doing is when I've been popping up at a boba bar, I just buy a bunch of things, but I make sure to not get it with boba. So I'm getting it with like coffee jelly or with other jellies or other things in it. But I just find that if you leave boba sitting in your fridge for a couple of days, it's just not going to work out very well. Agree. Agree. Okay. Nelson. I did it. So like you <laughs> finally got to see some of our foodie friends. And uh, so Annie eats food. What Jesse eats and I enjoyed a hosted dinner on the patio of Chayo Thai restaurant in Pinehurst. I'm so embarrassed to say that I actually haven't been there before. And, but after eating, I know I'll be back. And so Nelson, this is right across the street from Zilberstein's. And so you and I have been okay. there as well, right? Yeah. yeah. With that location. Right. So right across the street for like 27 years, 27 years. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. And food is cooked by quote unquote mom. And she even came out to meet us. And so she cooks the food daily and she's just the sweetest lady. 
But I got to tell you, we got a seat on the patio. And just so you know, guys, Chayotai is not open for service. They're only open for takeout. So it was just sort of a private dining experience that we had. Mm, okay. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Because so, I saw your stories mm-hmm. and it looked nice because it's the outdoor patio. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. This looks fun. Okay. Yeah. But good to know they're only take takeout. Yeah. Not quite open yet. Try. So this is a more traditional Thai restaurant. So I was really blown away by the meat crab. And so that's like a crispy noodle dish and it has diced shrimp and tofu. And I just love that pair. And so it was sweet and spicy. And when I say sweet and spicy, it was sweet and spicy, not just spicy like a chicken. (laughs) And then it had like a really great crunch to it. And then the other star for me was the spicy seafood fried rice, which I think you would love as well, Nelson. Like it's a solid fried rice base, like really done well texturally and full of flavors. And then the seafood in it is prawn, squid, scallops, and imitation crab meat. And so I have to be honest. All of the dishes were good, but I tried a lot of things that I normally wouldn't have ordered, like a trout salad, Nelson. It was a fantastic, a trout salad. So it was like a fried fish on the bottom, fried trout. And then just the way that they dressed the vegetable. Nelson, I ate lettuce. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. I'm speechless. I know. <laughs> I don't know right? what to say. <laughs> I know. So guys, it's a really great neighborhood spot. And while, again, they're not open for dining, you can get takeaway. And while we were there, tons of people were coming in and out. So yeah. So that's a thing. That's great to see. That's good to see. Yeah. I wanted like so slow golf clap for you eating vegetables. Two consecutive, <laughs> two consecutive weeks, Monica. Right. Slow golf clap. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to that pre-COVID weight, Nelson. I don't want to. I don't want to be a hero. <laughs> I don't want to win any marathons. Just pre-COVID weight would be good enough for me. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a realistic person and I have goals. <laughs> Okay. So And then last but not least, the I'm rich everybody right. meal. Tell us about this right. one, Monica. Yeah, I was waiting for the Monica's Rich theme to come up as well as the you always go see Michael and not me theme. Um <laughs> Peel out the Band-Aid right off the right. bat. So I right, don't right, have to right. talk about it later. And, exactly. and actually, I have two places because I forgot to write one up. But okay. uh, on, on the um, on the Monica's Rich side, so Nelson knows <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good steak. And I ordered mm. the New York Strip steak meal from Canlis. And guys, I got to tell you, I haven't posted it yet. I will post it tonight. But the steaks were cooked to perfection. Again, like... I don't get like I get how you can go to Canlis and get a well cooked steak. I don't get how you can get it just cooked the right amount when you come home, preheated to an oven to cook for a certain time and just be fantastic. And they were also just huge. Wait till you see them, guys. You're just going to fall down. Uh, we topped those with grilled spring onions, sauteed mushrooms. And of course, Nelson, chimichurri. You got to have a good chimichurri, mm-hmm. right? And Nelson, yep. get this. The side was like this huge thing of like lobster mac and cheese huge portion with penne pasta and it had tons of juicy lobster chunks so this isn't one of those things where like they ground up the lobster and sort of mixed it in the roux like this was legit and of course they had my favorite wedge salad i'm a sucker for this wedge salad very simple great execution and i'm really in love with their dressing for you know they have a really great pastry stuff we interviewed crystal on the show before crystal chew shout out they mm-hmm. had a bass cheesecake. And so, but this cheesecake was different than others that I've tried. So it was just a really soft cheesecake with no crust. And they made like this Meyer lemon marmalade, which I think you would love, Nelson, because it's a little sweet, little tart, little fruity pebbles. Just really fantastic. Yeah. So guys. So guys, just in conclusion, <laughs> that's two canless meals for Monica. Zero canless meals for Nelson. How do you know so they we weren't know- hosted? <laughs> so we know who makes more money no. between the two of us on the show. How do you know it wasn't a hosted meal? 
I don't know. I don't know if it was hosted. I'm assuming it wasn't or was or whatever it was. I don't no. know. No, I paid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I paid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So really quick, I'm, we, we talk about this place all the time, so I'm just going to go through it really quick. So everybody knows I love CCK Thai. And so the whole point of it is their dining rooms open now. They are complying with the guidelines, 50% and the six foot rules. They have a little patio and then they're open downstairs. And then upstairs is where you go for takeaway. So I met what Jesse eats because I had to see her twice this week because it was her birthday. Wow, yeah. Twice I know. A week. That's crazy. I heart her. And then Mr. <laughs> Frank's Instagram because I have not seen him in 3.5 months. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Nelson, I got to tell you, you and I have been there before. A couple of new things. They have a butterfly pea cocktail, and it's really great. It's a really great gin cocktail. I loved it. Does it turn from like blue to pink or blue to purple like most butterfly pea drinks? Or This one stays purple, I think, because of the mix that they have in there. But they have really okay. interesting flavors in it. And so I think I think you'd like it, though. I, they okay. have lavender and lotus and all this really great flavors. For their dishes... I tried some things that I never thought I would try before. So like an avocado corn salad, that was really refreshing and summery. And I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And they had a grilled salmon salad. That was great too. Because you know me, you know, you know, I always go there and I always get the pud thai, Nelson, because no ketchup, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah I trying a whole bunch of things. So anyway, guys, uh, their dining room's open under phase two guidelines and they're super safe about it. Just, just love seeing friends and also just getting out. Um, so that was that was like, you know, twice already this week I've gone out and eat and I don't have any big plans to do anything like that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, it's good. It's good. Good to see. It's good to see that there's not a lot of people eating out right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to Seattle that overall, considering the rest of the United States, we're pretty responsible. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen some exceptions here and there, but overall, I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah, we've seen some exceptions of some unbelievably selfish people that I won't go into right now. But basically, you guys follow the guidelines, because if I have to stay in my house to the end of 2021, we're going to have a problem. Guys, football's already being threatened, whether it should be played or not. So right. don't please don't ruin this. Please don't ruin my fall, people. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. Nelson has 20 fantasy leagues he has to push, you guys. That's where he gets yeah. his supplemental income because I make more money than him. <laughs> What am I going to do with all that time when I don't have football? I don't I have three months to figure out what to do, guys. <laughs> all all right. right. Well, that was good. That was good. Uh, let's move on to the interview, Monica. This was a fun one. As I mentioned, our interview this week is with Seattle food Instagrammer and foodie C taste test. For those that are wondering to follow her, it's C period taste period test. Erica Diama loved her. If you're looking for some hidden gems, around the greater Seattle area, you need to follow her. I've been bookmarking so many spots on her page to visit around the South End because of her. She's also doing a lot of cooking at home. She's creating wonderful Filipino dishes I've never even heard of that we talked about. Here's our interview with Erica Diama, Sea Taste Test. Hey Seattle, today I am here with Erica Diama, otherwise known as Sea Taste Test or C.Taste.Test. Hi Erica, how's it going? Hi, Nelson. Um, doing really good. Just got off work. Finally decided on what I want for dinner. So <laughs> that's good. Like, that's... I always struggle with that. So. I was going to ask you, I always ask people when I start off these interviews, because we're recording remotely, you're at your place, I'm at my house. Mm -hmm. 
how's the schedule now with the pandemic? Is it is it still you wake up and sort of work your regular job, maybe nine to five or whatever your hours are, and then do your dinner stuff? How, how's it working with you? Yeah, like I just do like my regular nine to five. I work from home. When I cook, I decide like, okay, if it's going to be like a long recipe, then I'll get started like around lunchtime, I'll start prepping it if I need to load it in like the slow cooker or something like that. Or if it's something really quick, then I'll just do it after work. Is, is this the first time you're working from home or have you always worked from home before that? Um, Before the pandemic, I'd work from home like maybe once a week, Okay. every couple of weeks, but not that much. So. so it's kind of a nice, easy transition. It wasn't like drastic or some sort of it change is. in, in yeah. there so yeah i love your home cooking can i start with that let's talk about yeah. your home cooking to start <laughs> off where are you getting all these recipes i know you're making so many filipino dishes if yeah. you don't follow erica her feed is amazing and she does a lot of filipino home cooking is it childhood dishes that your parents used to make or is this stuff you discovered where, where are you getting your resources from well, the Filipino food, it's just like stuff I grew up with. I mean, I grew up in the Philippines, so it's just like the everyday food that I used to eat. And then I watch a lot of videos on YouTube that mm -hmm. specialize in Filipino food because I never, I didn't really start cooking till maybe last year. Mm -hmm. I've just been practicing a lot, got a lot of inspiration from just like Instagram. I follow a lot of like Filipino food accounts and then just watching YouTube videos mainly. Since the last three months, I've been watching way more cooking videos. It used to be YouTube just used to be all music videos yeah. I used to watch. Like like I was at, like when we were older, it was just like MTV was on. YouTube used to be my is my MTV. So I've <laughs> now if I'm, I'm looking through my YouTube history is all cooking channels all how to make stuff make certain things yeah same and i like how like i look something up and then you, like after that video something else will play you know like those suggested videos mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh yeah i want to eat that i want to eat that and before you know it it's like been two three hours and <laughs> just watching just watching the videos are the filipino foods you is this stuff you ate when you were a kid when you guys went out in the philippines when you went out to restaurants or are they like more modern dishes it's like stuff that you would just make at home, but you okay. could also find at restaurants too. So a mix well, of both. What have you made? What have, what have been some of your favorite things? The favorite thing that I've made so far is like that boodle fight thing for yeah. two that I did. Um, you know, boodle fight is that eating with your hands with a big group of people and you just have like a mix of different stuff on like a banana leaf. Mm -hmm. so what was in yours? Mine, mine was super simple. Of course, you have the rice. You need to have your fruits. So I have mangoes. Mm -hmm. And then I had adobo, which is like the Filipino national dish. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say. Um, so I did a pork belly adobo. Then I just have like um, a salted egg and tomato salad on there, like a cabbage salad. I put some chips. I put some leftover hot dogs that I had from breakfast. And yeah, so it's just like a mix of all, all delicious things. <laughs> I loved it. I've, I think I've been to one Boodle fight and it's just everybody sits there. Like you said, no hands. You're just picking everything. There's food right in front of you and you just pick whatever you want. And you're exactly. just eating from there. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. I'm just still amazed that you just told me that you only started cooking a year ago because all everything is amazing that you make, Erica. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's so delicious. I, I thought you've been cooking for like 20 plus years. That's what I, I, I wish. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just, I think I really get inspiration too from like cookbooks. I've started uh -huh. collecting cookbooks um, in the past few months. So I've been trying to make 
dishes from there. So I recently I made grapao from the night market cookbook. Uh-huh. It's a Thai cookbook, which I actually highly recommend just because like the book is beautiful. Like the images are so good. The recipes are delicious. I think that's one of my favorite cookbooks is the night market. That one's the one in LA, right? I've been to yeah. that restaurant out yeah. there. Yeah, I've been there once too. Yeah. I first saw it on Ugly Delicious, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think I had to just go there. I think I had the like chicken sandwich that was really good. Yeah. And then their rice was really good too. And I was super surprised that the recipes are actually not that hard. Mm-hmm. Really good if you're just starting to get into cooking. I've also made some like really bomb mochiko chicken from oh. the Aloha Kitchen cookbook. That one's like a pretty new cookbook that I just got. Um, I love Hawaii food. So I'm super excited to just test out the recipes from there. You need to talk to Monica after the show because Monica only makes her mochiko chicken once and that's for her barbecue that she does yearly. So that's the only time she makes it. (laughs) And it's like her secret recipe. So you guys need to talk. Next time you see her, talk to her about her mochiko chicken. Yeah, I need to ask her. I I love mochiko chicken. So I was super excited (laughs) that it was on the book and obviously it was the first thing I had to make. So Erica, I I have this question. How did you find your love for food? How did this come all about? I I know all of us, us foodies, just kind of had this sort of moment or just how did you get into loving food, taking pictures and just getting immersed into this world? I think just growing up, like being, I think it's just being Asian or being Filipino, like we just love food, (laughs) you know, like we're eating breakfast, we're already trying to decide what we want to eat for lunch. And uh-huh. I just food is just like such a big part of growing up. I've always just loved food. Getting started with like my Instagram account, I think it's like similar to most people. Like I had a personal page where I wanted to document like travel. But like whenever I do that, like food was is always such a big part of the itinerary that most of the pics end up being food. So I just created like um, a separate page for <laughs> Instagram. Did you just discover this world that there's other people that are also taking the same image, taking similar images of food and everything like that? Is that, I mean, that's how I discovered I was, Yeah. I started an Instagram account, posted some food, and then I just searched for, I think, Seattle food and just clicking on every person that had Seattle food tag on there and just started following them. Same. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Your pictures are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm looking through it. I asked you this question. You just use your iPhone, right? Yeah, I just use my iPhone primarily. But during this quarantine, I actually bought a camera. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> I did. So I'm trying to learn it and it's harder than it looks. I don't know how you guys do it. It's like, it's complicated. <laughs> I yes. don't know to start. Tell, tell me some things that you're having trouble with because I had the similar issues. I had my first couple places I took pictures of restaurants at, they all they were all blurry. What are some problems you're having? Okay, so at first I bought a camera and then I keep seeing these like numbers and words like ISO, Aperture, and I'm like, I have no idea what any of these mean. <laughs> I was super stressed because I was like, why did I even buy a camera? So I just started <laughs> watching videos. I think... Now I kind of understand like the relationship of those to each other. But mm-hmm. one that I'm having trouble with is focusing. Uh-huh. The autofocus. A bunch of videos say like use autofocus because your camera probably has a good focus, but I don't know. I can't seem to get that part down. 
we will need to meet up and I will show you how to do that with autofocus because it doesn't matter what kind of camera it is a Sony mm -hmm. Canon or whatever it is the autofocus is usually pretty similar so we'll, okay. we'll, yeah. we'll do that I did the same thing the first time I had no idea what I was doing we were using like an autofocus and I would do autofocus but eventually you would find different features on there and you would end up using different focus focus features and all that it's just learning just keep watching those YouTube yeah. videos that's how I learned as well and did that where have you been eating lately? There's there's so many places. We love it that you're supporting Black-owned businesses currently. Yep. Tell us some of your favorite places you've eaten the past three months during the pandemic. Um, so the past three months, I've mostly been getting takeout, mostly from the South, the south side, just because that's yeah. where I live. So I visited Alpha's Louisiana Deli in Kent for some Cajun uh -huh. food. And I've been wanting to try that spot because... Um, I was able to take a trip to New Orleans um, in February. So after that, I was just like Googling places of like, where can I find like Cajun food? And then I saw that spot. Super excited that I was finally able to go there. I got some Chinese food from Eat Time in Burien. Yeah. Uh -huh. Some Thai food from Taiwap. I love their crispy garlic chicken. There's this Hawaiian Korean spot here in Burien. It's called Ohana Kitchen. Yeah, I, I like, love their short ribs. Their short yeah. ribs are so good at Ohana. <laughs> I love their um meat meat gin. Meat yeah, shoe. that too. Yeah, that one I really like. And then we had up some African restaurants down here, like in the SeaTac area. It's called Kilimanjaro Restaurant and Sahara Cafe. Where are you finding all of these restaurants? Whenever you post, I was like, I've never heard of this place, and I'm bookmarking it right now. Is is it from Yelp or where are you where are you finding yeah. these? These mostly Yelp. Mostly Yelp. Is it? Yeah, okay. and I'll just do like closest to my house. <laughs> and uh -huh. then usually I'll just look at pictures and see if, um, if it looks yummy or like I'll look at pictures of the menu and then I'll just go and check it out. I need to figure out my filters on my search because whenever I'm in Issaquah and I search mm -hmm. for food, I'm just doing a general search. Yeah. They give me things all the way out in Kent or in Bellevue. Oh. And it's never like places in Issaquah that are close. Maybe because there's no restaurants yeah. in Issaquah. I don't know. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm always looking through. There's always new restaurants on your feed. I'm just like, I've never been here. I've never been here. A I lot of places. I think it's because like in the South, like not that many people like go down here. No, no. I think I think it's amazing, though. I mean, there's like stuff that's just like, oh, I need to go here. You're like my South part of Seattle resident reference. Thank you. <laughs> Gotta represent the South. <laughs> <laughs> Filipino food, especially in the Seattle and greater Seattle area. Mm -hmm. How would you describe it? Is it abundant versus other places in the U.S.? especially since you're from the Philippines, is it similar to the classic, the traditional Filipino food from where you're from? I'd say that like the Filipino food scene here in Seattle has definitely improved mm -hmm. from the first time I got here. I'd say there's like some classic spots for sure that definitely taste like home cooking, like Oriental Mart and Pike yeah. Place Market. That's definitely like home cooking. There are some spots in Kent, cuisine that serve mm -hmm. the traditional food that you'll really like find in the Philippines. But I also like how there's more like modern versions of Filipino food now, like musang. I like how even though like they use, you know, like how they use like local ingredients and PNW ingredients that you probably won't find in the Philippines, you still get yeah. that Filipino flavor and like comfort food thing to it. Yeah. When your parents come over or when your family comes over, where do you take them? 
in Se- for Filipino food or just um, or in- in just in general in Seattle? Well, Filipino food to start off with, or if if they don't, or you know, if they, if they don't eat Filipino food in Seattle because they're always eating it, yeah, from, from where they are. Where do you take them in Seattle? I really like Wandering Goose. Oh yeah, um, great choice. Yeah, I I just love their chicken biscuit. Um, I also really like Vientiane Grocery. Uh huh. Yeah. I think they have really good food, and I. Th- just love like this great selection of Japanese food that we have here in Seattle. So definitely taking them to Japanese. Taneda Sushi, super amazing. Maneki, always a classic spot. Uh-huh. I like visiting. And Kamonegi. And Ramen Danbo. <laughs> oh, Ramen Danbo, of course. Yes. <laughs> Tien have you been to their new place yet? Yeah. I know before, I think I went to their old shop in February. I think they were in the process of moving probably in the month and then COVID happened. So I wasn't, I haven't been back to the new shop yet. Yeah. The new shop is open. I've been to the new shop. I love their Lao sausage. It's amazing. I love the papaya (laughs) salad. That's one thing that I'm like, I'm not going to make this because I love there so much that I'm just going (laughs) to drive in. Do you get extra spicy for the papaya salad? No, just medium. It's actually really <laughs> spicy. They make it really yeah. spicy. I just get like medium. It's really hot. Yeah. It is. I yeah. love I love that though. I love the spice on there. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's really good. Erica, this has been so much fun. <laughs> I want to end it with two more questions. One question I always ask at the end. The question before that is, have you eaten out since phase two has happened? Because right now phase two just occurred maybe a couple days ago. Have you gone out to eat recently? Um, I've gone out once. I got... Korean barbecue from Palace. Korean barbecue. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you for the recommendation because I've been wanting Korean barbecue. That's a good one. A- any yeah. other ones that you've been anticipating of eating in the next couple weeks or month? I think hot pot too. Just those ones yeah. that's kind of hard to make at home if you don't have the like the grill or the pot. Hot pot for sure. Is on the totally list. agree. I just posted something from Dollar Shop and was like, this is oh, one of the I places I want to go yeah, to. It's so good. Dollar Shop or any other place, Mongolian sheep, hot pot, and yeah, any, all, any all place that does hot any, pot. Exactly. Yeah, all <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's hot outside, I still want hot pot. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> I, want, I want hot soup even if it's 80 degrees out. I don't care. I know. I had soup <laughs> for lunch today. <laughs> exactly exactly erica this has been so much fun thank you so much for coming on one last question where can we find you on social media so give us everything your myspace account your i don't know what other accounts there are (laughs) snapchat (laughs) or whatever it is whatever it is you want to you want to tell people you can find social media tell us what that is you can find me on instagram I'm at ctastetest, S-E-A dot taste dot test. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was our interview with Erica Diama, C-Taste Test. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Monica, she's part of the Sony A6000 Club. She just got a Sony A6100. Wow. We have those cameras. Guys, another secret for the Seattle Foodie Podcast. If you're looking to get into shooting food with a camera, the Sony A series is probably the best thing to pick up. It's cheap right now. Probably, I don't know, last time I checked was $300. That was a year ago. Mm -hmm. It could be like $250 now. So it's a really, really good starter camera. I've been shooting it for, what, two years now? And I still Mm -hmm. haven't gotten away with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, spoiler alert, I'm actually thinking about entering the Sony 7 series. Yeah, I was thinking about that too mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, and I still haven't done it. So I know, but you you and I move a little bit differently when we make commitments. <laughs> 
what what goes first for me, Monica? Sony A7 or iPhone 12? Yeah, I don't know. New iPhone camera. Which one? Which right. one? I don't know. I think with the new iPhone, you wouldn't need a new camera, honestly. Yeah, you know, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm traveling, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. take my iPhone because I don't want to. I don't want to take a DSLR with yeah. me. But you don't know. I don't know, especially if I'm going hiking. Let's say I go out to Arizona and Grand Canyons. It might be kind of fun to take the DSLR Mm -hmm. with me. But yes, I agree. The cameras are so good in those phones now these days. It's great. But I'm glad Erica's bought a new camera. She's Mm -hmm. kind of stepping it up. Her photography is amazing as it is. I'm always still amazed that her images are from an iPhone because they look so good and they look just as good as what I take from my images Mm -hmm. on my camera. And uh, yeah, she's she's learned. It's another new hobby. Just again, another benefit of the pandemic is that we have more time to learn new hobbies. So that's really great to see. And totally. Yeah, it was really, really fun talking with her. And that's legit, you guys. Nelson always says that to me about Erica. And so I'm glad she could finally be on the show. Um, And I love her images as well. And like Nelson, because I don't get to the South End much, I pay attention to what she's posting and uh, whether it's something, you know, like a pop-up or a regular place or like Nelson says, she's been cooking more and more. Mm -hmm. And so love her. So thanks so much for doing that, Nelson. All right, everyone. That's pretty much our show for tonight. Hey, next week. July 4th, Monica, on a Saturday. Hey. <laughs> I haven't checked. Are, are they doing 4th of July verse from a distance, social distancing version? Is everybody logging into their TV and watching? Logging in, turning on their TV as they're watching. Why would yeah. people log into a TV? I don't know why they do that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't get these newfangled things. I mean, it's not my Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just wondering how they're going to do fireworks. I'm already hearing fireworks and it's not even, it's like 10 days before July 4th, I heard yeah. fireworks. Well, like, you know, uh, is this, what home. is this thing? So they're at home. So that's what they're going to be doing. You're not going to get any sleep, Nelson. Oh, well, that's why I live in the suburbs. I'm not, I don't live in the city. So it's okay right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Fun. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to grill for five for just one person though. Mm. Good thing you got all that corfini meat. Yes, all that corfini meat. <laughs> oh, sounds like a fun time, man! I yeah. can't wait. I, you know, we we're just talking this week uh, with uh, Annie and Jesse. I just can't wait till that first time where we're really safe to get together with our whole foodie fam, like we did for last Thanksgiving. Like someday, you guys, someday. Someday, yep. Looking forward to that on uh, June of 2021. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding everyone i'm yeah, just kidding that's about be it. safe out there everyone wear a mask have a wonderful week and happy eating seattle thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on in the meantime you can find us on instagram and facebook at seattle foodie podcast and on twitter at seattle food pod you can also email us at seattle foodie podcast at gmail.com thanks again and we hope you enjoy the seattle foodie podcast